1: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
2: $45 upfront for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: Self-love, confidence, and body positivity. These are the founding principles of Jewel Dancewear, the premier dancewear and activewear line founded and run by former Miami City ballet dancer, Julia Cinquemani. Established in 2011, Julia addressed a need in the dancewear space, apparel that catered to women of all shapes, offering them a functionality they need without compromising fashion and quality. Jewel products stand the test of time and are made in the USA. They believe in the importance of doing their part to sustain U.S. community of independent garment manufacturers. We love her gorgeous leotards and dancewear, so be sure to check them out. Follow them on Instagram at JewelDanceWear and shop online at JewelDancewear.com. And in celebration of Jewel's support of Conversations on Dance, we have teamed up for a very special giveaway. Starting on Wednesday, October 13th, be sure to follow our Instagram accounts to enter to win a Jewel leotard and a set of their meshy crop top and tights. Entries will be accepted through Monday, October 18th at midnight Eastern. Follow us on Instagram at Conversations on Dance and at Jewel Dancewear.
1: Trained at the North Carolina School of the Arts and the School of American Ballet, at 20 years of age, Michael Langlois was invited by Mikhail Bershnikov to join American Ballet Theater. Having seemingly made it to the top of his profession, he nevertheless spends his nights on stage at the Metropolitan Opera House, filling the gaps between the stars and the scenery, watching his colleagues dance in ways that he himself can only dream of. B+, his memoir of a 16-year career, is an unflinching view of the joys and hardships in a career in dance as well as a behind the scenes look at one of the most prestigious dance companies in the world during the height of the ballet boom in this country. Get your copy of B Plus now, wherever books are sold, including Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books and Books, or you can click the link in the description of this episode.
0: I'm Rebecca King Ferraro.
1: And I'm Michael Sean Breeden. And you're listening to Conversations on Dance. Today on Conversations on Dance, we talk with Marzia Memoli, dancer with Martha Graham Dance Company. Marzia is from Palermo, Italy, where she began her dance and ballet training. She graduated from the Academia Teatro Carcano in Milan and the Bejar School, where she performed with the Bejar Ballet Lausanne. In 2016, she joined the Martha Graham Dance Company. We initially chatted with Marzia this summer to hear about her career, what led her to Martha Graham, and how she spent her time off from dancing when theaters were shuttered during the pandemic. At the end of the episode, we caught up with Marcia more recently to hear about her preparations to return to the stage and the company's upcoming performances at the Joyce Theatre, October 26th through 31st. Tickets for two joyous programs celebrating the exhilarating return to live theatre at the Joyce are available on their website, joyce.org. Marcia, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we've wanted you on for so long. And I've been such an admirer of your work, and um, I can't wait to talk to you about your experience um, as a dancer. Oh, me too.
2: Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah.
0: Let's start where we always do with our guests. Tell us how you first fell in love with dancing and how you first started.
2: Oh, I was five years old, you know, uh, in Italy, Uh-huh. And I was watching this, you know, Disney princess, they were dancing in their pointe shoes. And it was just very simple. I went to my mom and be like, hey, mom, I want to dance. And she never said no. She always supported me so much. And by the age I was 13, I'm like, I want to do that in my life. I was pretty Mm -hmm. poor. I was very young. Yeah, and um, that's how we fall in love. I would say with Disney princess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, but, what, what was some what was some of your early training like then? Um, you know, was that primarily ballet, or when did modern come into the picture?
2: Ballet, ballet. Uh, mm-hmm. Modern came into the picture when I was um, I was sixteen. Yes, I first joined um, Ballet Academy in Milano.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So I have to leave Palermo, where I'm from. So I left my family when I was team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went in this academy and it was all ballet, Vaganova. Vaganova, like, you know, very much ballet. Right. And then around my age, 17, I got into the Rudolf Bajar School, Maurice Bajar School in Switzerland.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: there, like, a new modern world opened for uh-huh. me. Um, it was very weird because this year, that year that I auditioned for the Bajar School, I auditioned for the English National Ballet as well. Mm-hmm. I get into it and I had these two options. It's just an English national was like, well, my life is going to be a ballerina. You know, Uh after I get out of there, I will go in a ballet theater and that's Mm -hmm. what I do. Right. Um, You know, even at 16, I was pretty sure like I love ballet, but I'm never going to become a principal. Let's be honest. Like, uh, I think dancers need to be, like, very realistic with
3: themselves. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe I could. You know, maybe sometimes I'm like, maybe I could. But <laughs> I was, like, my other option is Bajar. And it opened my mind so much, you know, with modern dance. Uh, we have been studying so many style of dance. African, Indian dance, percussion, mm-hmm. singing. Like, we were doing so much that my full, like, mind just opened so much. And there mm-hmm. been, I met Mrs. Graham mm-hmm. and
1: I fell in love with them, <laughs> right. and I was 17. So, let's rewind for a second. Was there ever any chance that you would stay in Italy? Were, were are there options that were interesting to you there, or was it always like as soon as you decided that you were going to, you know, be a dancer, make it as a professional? Was it always like okay, I, I'm going to leave my home country?
2: Uh, well, at the beginning, I I was in the in my city theater there was like a young company
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I was there and it was the important one, you know, the much important of the city. We were doing like opera in mm-hmm. LA, like I was doing Nutcracker and, you know, uh, Cinderella, uh, Cinderella, Cinderella, <laughs> <laughs> Cinderella, uh, But then they closed. And ah. that was when I auditioned for Milano because I'm like, I can, I already felt that my city and my country was very unstable.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, art-wise, and I need something stable. I needed to just have a good education, a good training, and no, I didn't find it in my city. So I knew, let's say, since the beginning that I had to leave.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And it's sad because I love my country.
3: Yeah. I
0: love it. I wonder also when you were kind of making the decision between these two different options in your career, go the ballet route or the modern route, was there anything else that you were considering in addition to just, like, will I make it all the way? Will I be a principal? Was there other factors involved that you are like, oh, point shoes, get out of here? Or like, you know, what else was there? <laughs>
2: that's, not, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, you know, I was very young. And when you're young, like, I was very, I'm sorry, like that, very impulsive. Mm-hmm. Very not impulsive, but I'd say, actually, wrong word, uh, very instinctive. Like, I follow my instincts so much, mm-hmm. and I never – you know, and now I never regret my decision, never. Right. And right, right, right. it's better when you're not overthinking. And I was young and I was like, I have those two options, two of the best schools in the world, because they are. Right. And just then one for me was more, I needed an open mind. I need to open my mind and explore. I need to explore. I was 16, I was becoming a woman you know I needed to explore more and I guess English National Ballet would have given me just a part of what I felt I have inside mm-hmm. and that's why I don't regret to went like I never regretted to went to Bishar because it's just I discovered myself like we were literally working 12 hours a day
3: Wow.
2: every day besides oh. Monday I like when you go in that school they literally told you you know are you, do you have a high school diploma? I'm like, no, I missed two years. And like, you know, if you come here, you can't study anymore. And I'm like, okay, I'm doing it because you don't, you don't have time. Right. You right. don't have time to do anything besides that, you know?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Wow. And because you have so much to do. And so, yeah, it wasn't just, sorry to go back to your question. <laughs> it wasn't just, sorry. Um, I'm not going to become a principal. It wasn't just that. Uh, it was really just, I want to do more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, point, yes, but no all. <laughs> uh,
1: we just talked to Ying, and it it's so funny because it, it really echoes something that she was talking about when she was talking about Chinese classical dance. How it's like one component of who she is, mm-hmm. and that Graham like allows you to be so many other things than just pretty. You know, you can be powerful. You can be angry. You're so, powerful,
3: so, sad. You're right.
1: So wh- what was your first experience with uh, gram class? Like, when, when did that happen?
3: That
2: happened when I was um, first time, 17. And um, I hate it.
1: <laughs> but the, everyone kind of says that. It's so funny because now we've talked to Lorenzo and Lloyd. And, and, you know, it's just...
2: I couldn't feel it, you know? Yeah. It's like you, you get out of ballet class in... And- you feel so much, these like lines and mm-hmm. uh, the, the beauty of that, you know, this like porta bras and hat mm-hmm. and back. And then you come to class and you're right to gram class and you're like, statuary.
3: Mm-hmm. Right.
2: At the beginning, because right. Right. now I would never say in gram statuary. You know what I mean? Right, right. I'm mm-hmm. inside the thing. Mm-hmm. But when you start, you feel like you don't feel your body. That's it. Because you don't know how to use it for that technique. There are, th- there are things that gram, that, like teach me so much during these years like the breathing i wasn't breathing at all <laughs> like, I wasn't breathing at all in my dance and now like i've just finished teach ballet and i'm like you guys need to breathe yes like, right go up for your period inhale, get out and exhale you know <laughs>
0: thank you yes
2: do it and probably to be bad at first but i hate it at first i was like that's not in my body at all mm-hmm. and slowly i mean it took like maybe three months Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, "Wait, that's there is something more in it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I need to discover that more."
1: Right, I, I think it's like the the specificity of it is what's what I love as an outsider because it reminds me of the specificity of what we grew up in. It's like you. I think maybe there's some initial frustration because, like, of course you can't just flip a switch and, like, oh, I'm, like, Vaganova queen and all of a sudden I completely understand how to control my body in this wholly foreign way. But, like, bit by bit, you come to know it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But it's just... Exactly. It's like when you start ballet and you're frustrated, you know, because you, you start shoes. okay? Mm-hmm. And like, how, how I go out there? Like, it's too hard to find uh-huh. the balance, you know? And Graham, it's all actually... I would say the opposite, because you have to be so grounded, mm-hmm. so down with your body, with your center, and with ballet, actually, and pointe shoes, you have to be so up, so lifted, mm-hmm. you know? even a releve, even how to do a releve, it's different, right. in form, you never go up like a ballerina in your mm-hmm. releve, you just go so down and then up, then you may be not going to be so up in your releve, you know? Right. Because you're just using your your inner muscles mm-hmm. even more. You're feeling the ground even more. You know, it's everything. is different. That's why it was so
3: hard.
0: That it, for me would always be the different. I mean, we never did Graham stuff, obviously, but even just like any modern stuff, I just could not be down. Like I didn't understand how to just do that. <laughs> it was exactly. So boring.
2: How to feel the floor like your friend and not your enemy, you know? Sometimes yeah. <laughs> you're rejecting the floor in ballet. You're like, no, I want to stay up, you know? And actually, like, in Gram, you have to just, yeah, I learned how to feel this uh, counter counter push from mm-hmm. the floor, you know what I mean? You go down and up, and now, like, I could stay in a balance for, like, three minutes. And
1: mm-hmm.
2: ah, like, I love that. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's like counter thing from the floor, and it's... Right amazing it's so
1: amazing. when you were training a Bejar, then what what was your next um what did you want your next move to be were there options uh did you want to continue training did you want to stay in europe what were, what were you thinking like directly out of the school had, had uh, graham already kind of like possessed you at that point and that was your
2: Graham possessed me <laughs> and oh, i feel inside martha um so, <laughs> Oh, After my first year, so Bejar is two years, okay. After my first year, I was like, um, I want to go to Graham.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I want to feel like the Graham, you know. And I was starting looking for the company, where is the company, and blah, blah, blah. And um, I, at the beginning, I even didn't know it was in New York, you know. And I was like, Oh, New York, okay. My mom's gonna
3: kill
2: me. <laughs> uh, you know, she was always support. She always supporting me so much. But if you think about it, I went from Sicily to Milano to Switzerland to New York. Yeah, on The side yeah. of the ocean. So, um, <laughs> but again, I was very distinctive and I never. Never stop, you know. I was like, Yeah, let's go to New York if that's what I want. So I finished my first year and I had another year at Bajar, but I wasn't already into Graham. Mm. But then, middle of the, my second year, uh, the Bajar Ballet asked, actually, they were like, What are you doing after the school? Uh, do you want to join us for some classes? Um, I guess they were interested. Interest, and I'm. I said, I already have something. And like, I have a project in mind and, um, this option came out of the Bajar Ballet came out when I actually, when the company told me we want to with us in New York. Mm. Uh, so had
0: you auditioned? What did? Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so it, I never really auditioned. So okay. it's weird. Um, the company was in Palermo, mm-hmm. which is uh-huh. where I live where my family is and I was in Switzerland studying when I got to know that the company was in Palermo for a tour I just grabbed a ticket Um, long story short because there there is a long story with my director
3: in Switzerland
2: very fun Um, I was like, no, you're not ready. You're not going. I'm like, yes, I'm going. I'm like, <laughs> no, you're not going in Palermo auditioning for Graham. I'm like, I'm not auditioning. I'm just taking classes. Right. So that's what I did. I just take class, basically. Yeah. I email Janet. I'm like, hi, Janet. Very great. I was like, hi, Janet. <laughs> I'm from Rudra Drop Switzerland. And I was like, I know you guys have, will be in Palermo. Um, and it was kind of amazing because they were doing class where basically I start my career, same yeah.
3: studio, right, right.
2: same studio. Mm-hmm. It was very, it was like fate, you know? A mm-hmm. like, circle moment. It, exactly, it was like a circle. It was kind of crazy. It touched me so much to think about it. Oh. So I went back to Palermo for one week and I took class with the company. Last row. No, actually not sure. It was first row. <laughs>
1: I first can't row. picture you okay. relegating yourself to the back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> first row, like I'm here. Uh, <laughs> I was the company from Palermo. I knew them and they were like, i you in the crown company. They were doing kind of like a um, merging of the two companies for uh-huh. a- some performances, and I was like, "No, actually, I'm not. I'm kind of taking class with them." They're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, you look like you're in the gambling Like, yes, really, it's it's good for me, but I <laughs> um, so I took class four days, and after four days, uh Janet come and talk to me, and they were like, "We want you in New York City, working for us." And mm-hmm. like, I don't understand English, but I think I understand. <laughs> I wasn't speaking English at all.
0: No, reading,
2: no, at
3: all. Wow, wow. at
2: all. How many years
0: have you been speaking English now?
2: Now it's five years.
1: That's oh, it, though? that's ridiculous. Yeah,
2: five years. i <laughs> languages, so it's kind of hard
1: sometimes. Mm. So, uh, Beja, were you speaking French? French. Mm-hmm.
2: Even there, I arrived. Not a word.
1: No, I mean, I remember when, when we'd be in rehearsals at Graham for Troy's Ballet, um, you and Lorenzo would sometimes just speak in French. I'd just be like,
3: what? <laughs>
1: you can't just be over here trilingual when I'm like... <laughs> hola como estas <laughs> you know like working doing my duolingo for spain
3: <laughs> duolingo love it.
2: i love i try so hard with duolingo even for my english it doesn't work
1: yeah really you need real <laughs> life experience. immersion you just yeah, gotta be
2: immersed real life experience absolutely uh real like people that talks to you um mm-hmm. you're learning so much so.
0: so after Janet said, we want you to join,
2: I, I went back to Switzerland okay. because I have to finish my second. I, I say to Janet, listen, like, yes, I, I want to come. Like, that's my dream. I want to come. That's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. But I need to finish my right. two years in Bajar. Like I can live in the middle of the year. I've been working so hard and I have two years and I want to finish my year. You know, right. I want to finish my, my thing. What I start, I have to finish. So I finished the but you know, nothing was. It was just words with the company. They didn't make me sign a contract right away, of course. Right. So after six months of this, um, of that, when Jana talked to me, mm-hmm. I I came to New York. I didn't hear from the company because <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: we <didn't laughs> just show up.
2: We just show up. They were having their 90-second anniversary 90 sorry the 19th anniversary uh, 90 or 90 um and um so they were so busy going around the world and i was like of course they can think about me like i'm like okay i finished Peshar in june and end of june i booked a ticket for new york and let's just show up i emailed Jan am like i'm coming to new york for taking one week of the summer intensive hope you'll be there mm-hmm. And awesome. I here, yeah, it was crazy. Um, and I arrived here alone in New York, not English at all. I'm like, okay, oh, I can do that. And then she was there. She was waiting me at the 11th for at gram. And she was like, finally. I'm like, I wanted to say in English, like, you never stay to come, you know? Right. You uh. it, I <laughs> before, but- Send me an email with
0: the contract. <laughs> exactly.
2: So then I stayed one week. And she was you know, I never saw Janet Elbert with a piece of paper and a pen sitting <laughs> for one hour and a half. Well, she did four days in a row, I was taking class. She was there in front of me, sitting seated with a pen and a and then notes, and I was like, "What is she doing?" And I'm like, first row center, you know I'm like, okay, let's do it, let's just do it now, or never take the train girl, I'm like I took the train after four days, she came, and she's like. Just try, you know, take a shower if you want and come to my office. And I was like, okay, thanks God. The manager of this company is Italian, Simona, one of my amazing friends in New York now after five years. But thanks God she's Italian because I was lost. Yeah. And yeah. She told me, come to my office. And then I turned to Simona and she's like, did she say that I have to go to her office in Italian? She's like, yes. so yes. like, I'm coming, <laughs> I'm coming. Um, In fact, I took like 10 seconds, you know, just wash Mm -hmm. myself like that, a little bit of hair, perfume and went to her office and uh, well, she just presented the contract like that. She was like, pass me the contract on the table with the pen she's like, that's the last contract of, that's the last contract of the company Uh and wanted to offer it to you. um, You can say yes or no. And I was like, you crazy, no. I'm like, of course I'll say yes. Mm And uh, I, I signed and I get out of that, of that building of this building, where I'm actually, in right now <laughs> 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 with that contract on my hands and my teacher from the, from the jar was here, actually, he came in later. And that day was here it was kind of crazy. And we cry a lot. I cry a lot. You know, it was a new, it was a new life. Yeah. And I started in August, end of August. Two months later, I had to move to New York from Switzerland, basically. Uh-huh.
1: And I did. It. How were you navigating, like, you know, in dance, we uh, it's a language you can understand, at least, like, you can, like, see someone demonstrate a combination and then mimic it. But, like, if you only spoke Italian and French at that point, how are you navigating just daily life in, it's, in uh, New York City?
3: Surviving. You survive.
2: <laughs> you survive. You know, water, you know, food, you know, right and left. You know the basic. You know, Uh you survive. You just survive. Um, And I'm pretty like. um, ah, Which one is the name of this animal? You know the animal that goes in the in the tree and become the same color of the tree. Oh, chameleon. Chameleon. (laughs) I'm like a chameleon, so I'm very. It's very my personality. Mm -hmm. Whatever you put me, I'll stay you know right. naturally i think it's a natural thing mm-hmm. so of course it was very hard it was a completely different city from switzerland where things close at 6 p.m where the the life is just like mountain like A D, you know id id you know uh-huh. it's, just, it's just mountain and peace and calm uh-huh. and, and then you're arriving new york and people are like pushing you in the chain i'm like whoa, okay let's go keep <laughs> up uh, let's keep going you know there was. I just you just survive. You do it. Uh, it was very hard in So, Yeah, I was, and uh, in rehearsal it was very hard.
0: What did you find to be the biggest challenge when you first got here? Was it that like normal life interactions, culture shock, or was it almost more like work and trying work. to navigate that work?
2: Work. Yes. Try to navigate um, what was going up there. You know, in the studio. Try to um, make it. Try to make them see that I was worth that, but I needed time. But you mm-hmm. know, when you show up, you don't have enough time. You have to go. Right. Well, even in this company, you have to go. So you never have so much time to rehearse or to do as long as you want. Like, you know, even working in a hard solo, you might have four weeks and then you're on stage. Mm-hmm. My first big role, I worked for, I ran it three times before going to, before going on stage. Three times Chronicle, which is one of the hardest pieces for cardio and strength and drama and emotions. Like it's so hard on you. you Chronicle it.
1: always is the one that comes up. Like it with is. Leslie and Yingbo, it's just like Chronicle comes yeah, up
2: always. Yeah. It's very hard and I ran it three times. So even my first days in the company, I you know, I knew everything already because I wanted to be at least prepared. With my body and mm-hmm. the repertory, then we were going to do the season for the season, you know? Mm-hmm. At least that, because when they were talking to me, I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. yes. Even then they say, like, I don't know, a, a, a question that the answer wasn't yes and no. I was right. like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But at least I was ready. Like, at right. the time when they were doing diversity of angels or stuff, they were like, all mm-hmm. you know that. I'm like, yes, okay, do it. I'm like, and I did it, you mm-hmm. know? At least I was ready with my body and my mind, but then the words. Right. Fine. Is well, learning
0: choreography some, like one of your strengths? Like, do you learn really quickly or is it something where you kind of had to fake it? It's a strength okay. for
2: you. Very quickly. Very, <laughs> very quickly. I'm very, oh
1: my gosh. I'm it's giving crazy. me such, um, like flashbacks. It's just like, cause Lorenzo, who we've had on the pod <clears throat> and Marzia, they did this, do, Very, very difficult, stamina-wise, and incredibly difficult counts-wise piece for Troy. And they were just like, like watching them go at it together, like and speaking to each other in French and Italian, and like you know, like like just it's almost like you guys were uh, you really. I mean, you fed off the challenge. It seemed like you really loved. It was just like okay, it's a nine followed by by a three, and then there's a fast six, and then we do this, and then like and also, (laughs) I mean, also you just die in that piece too. But you guys, your stamina is just so bonkers because the Graham works are Absolutely. extremely demanding.
2: Absolutely. But then like the work, Troy's work, it's more like the New York City ballet work. So you're like ballet, but with like shoes and all these little jumps and this like fast motion, you know, like it's so different from Graham, mm-hmm. of course. Um, but it was such a challenge to do and And we just did it for the season. And I was so scared after 10 months. And I was like, oh, basically, yes, dancing and teaching, but never dancing full out for 10 months. And I'm right. like, I'm gonna die for this dude. I'm gonna die at the right. end. And actually, I have to be honest, I was so surprised. Mm-hmm. Like, the body, it's a crazy machine. It's yeah. a crazy machine. Because we start again, and I was like, we did it the first time. My, I couldn't even remember the steps sometimes. Yeah, What is that? You figured out the counts, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Where is Michael? In my count, Michael had this like amazing, had this like this little uh, journal with all the all the counts. I really want to because I think it's crazy. And he was a genius with that. It was really a mm-hmm. genius. I'm sure, like we told you guys, worked together so much, but my Michael, mm-hmm. Michael was
1: amazing. That was the most. I, I mean, I had such a blast. I thought it was so fun. I loved. I mean, I, I liked the work, and I also just It was like to to have that challenge laid out. And it felt like we were such a good team. Like the team was in it together. But I think that's really interesting. I was, I mean, obviously that is something that like, you know, it's such a strength of yours, the stamina. And that would kind of be the first thing that you would panic about in COVID times. But I I think, um, I mean, I've had that experience too. Like since I retired, I've done a few little gigs and like, I'm always surprised that the stamina thing isn't as bad as you think it would be. Like once you've done something hard, your body can kind of just do it again eventually. I mean, not if you're totally, totally out of shape, but.
0: It's Are you not- telling me I can do Barocco tomorrow, Michael? I think so, Rebecca. No, I you'd be
1: surprised.
2: <laughs> you always come in back. Just say to yourself, you can, you will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what I and When I start again, I'm like, girl, you can do that. Come on, you mm-hmm. can do that. And I stopped it. And the first day I was almost vomiting at the end. Like, uh-huh. you do that. Right, nauseous and then the second day less nauseous mm-hmm. and the third fourth and fifth day after one week I was like Ben um Benny was doing the the rehearsal for us that mm-hmm. of the of the um, season he came up to us you know Rebecca we have like a moment in this duel when we have to just stretch you know mm-hmm. and we have to look tired we have to stretch and be like whoa I'm tired Mm-hmm. So one year ago, that moment, you were really so tired that you didn't need it to fake it because you're really right. so tired. You're like, oh, <laughs> finally, I can rest one second, you know, make it, of course, like performance mood. Sure. And then after one week, when we were back for this season, Ben came to me and Lorenzo it was like, guys, like, I don't know, but now I think you need to fake that you're <laughs> tired. You <don't> <laughs> tired anymore. And I'm like, Actually, I'm not tired anymore at the at the end. Like,
3: uh-huh.
2: I don't know, maybe just my stamina and rent as well. They built up so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, it was like a super compensation. I don't mm-hmm. know I'm saying. Like from the first time that we did it one year ago, then stop. Then we go back. It's like our stamina, they were here. Mm-hmm. And then, so first time we're here, then they were here. And then now they were here. It's, it's like, like a building up. Total yeah.
0: incline. Yeah. Well, I... I kind of wonder too, this is interesting. We haven't really talked about this yet on the podcast, but I can see how all of the dancers during this time were absolute panic. Like you're saying about like, how, what's my stamina going to be like, how am I going to get back into shape? But then also when have you guys ever had an opportunity to truly rest your bodies and like recharge? So maybe there is this element of like you, of course we don't need it to be 10 months ever, but you know, like, uh, a time to really rest and recharge and like let everything heal and then go back. And now you almost are like super, super powerful, superhuman. (laughs) It kind of,
1: it makes me think about like Olympic athletes, like their model leading up to, you know, their competition. It's like, they taper off a lot, Mm -hmm. you know, they, they're like in a dance company. We don't have that luxury.
2: Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's even possible.
1: Exactly. Yeah. You're like, you're literally killing yourself leading up to the show.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I've been speaking about it, like I've been um, back to my studies during this mm-hmm. COVID. I became a personal trainer. So I've been studying a lot about like sports and um, competition and training
3: mm-hmm.
2: and all, all the sports from the powerlifting, from the bodybuilding, like different things, of course, from us. But mm-hmm. in competition days and weeks before, they're having like a down. of their work not enough and then they have off season of at least one to two months after the competition before going back and starting from point zero the training Mm -hmm. from the anatomical adaptation to you know there are some things but it's kind of crazy and these months like um i don't think a dancer could have 10 months off all the time (laughs) Right? Yeah. but what you say rebecca it's very interesting because i feel like even if our body um, were in like 100% as we wanted, like I get frustrated in my first week when I get back. Yes, mm-hmm. I had time in a back, but my body wasn't responding as I wanted, you know? Right. I was like, I got in shape those 10 months. I was teaching, doing personal training. I actually, my body changed so much because I I know how to work it now, you know? Mm-hmm. I can work it out in a good way for what I'm doing and for what I want as a goal, you know, as an aesthetic right. goal. But, um, dancing is different like you need to keep practicing the full out dance and the real feeling like i was home all 10 months because in italy studios were closed i passed the studio for two weeks right um in september last year done and then i stay home all the time i couldn't dance anywhere
3: else
1: right Um, so were you in italy when italy got the first big hit of COVID, like pre, before it, COVID had really spread. I mean, it was spreading, York. but we didn't know. You weren't, I you would, went back.
2: Mm-hmm. Because when Italy was going into their first uh, big uh, wave. COVID wave, uh, we were coming back from Washington DC with the company. Mm-hmm. We came back from Washington and a lot of us had COVID.
1: Really? I remember that, I mean, Lorenzo, I remember saying he had it as well. I,
2: I lost my taste and smell for a month. Yeah, so It was COVID. Yeah. Right. What else? And I was here, and I stayed here until June. I locked mm-hmm. up with my friends, my two Italian friends. We were following Italian rules. Uh, we weren't getting out of the house. We were pretty much, like, you know, locked down. Right, right, right. That was still very free, even last March. I remember, like, first things started to close. People were starting using masks, but on not everyone. It was kind of crazy at the time. But I stayed here until June, and then I decided to just get
1: back. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. How long were you at home then? 10 months. 10 months. So it was 10 months. Wow.
2: Never been so long since I'm
1: 15. That was one bright spot, I guess. You know, it's like being able to be with your family. Like a lot of people, dancers don't get that opportunity because you're just...
2: A lot. I come twice a year. Mm -hmm. Like twice a year for like three weeks, maximum one month. Like it's never been so much. And even like, I know it was just a completely... My life just went upside down. Right, like, um, you get I get lost many times. I was like, "What am I doing in my life?" Like, <laughs> I, you know, when you just woke up, I'm sure you guys it was like that for you and for millions of people, mm-hmm. uh, especially for our in our field. Like, you wake up and you don't see you don't see anything in front of you. It's like when
3: even right.
2: you no, know, yes, we're in rehearsal, but when we're gonna see a theater again? When we're gonna mm-hmm. have our audience again? When? A, when
3: our life going to go back 100%. Right.
0: If you love conversations on dance, be sure to check out the Dance Edit Extra, a new premium audio interview series. It features insight and inspiration from the performers, choreographers, educators, and administrators who are making Dance World headlines, exploring both their personal stories and their thoughts on the larger issues shaping dance today. And why is it extra? Because it's actually a companion to the Dance Edit podcast, a weekly discussion of top news stories. Subscribe to the Dance Edit Extra on Apple Podcasts and find out more about both Edit Extra and the Dance Edit podcast at thedanceedit.com podcast. We want to tell you about a product that I am currently obsessed with, the Olive and June manicure systems. I've heard about their products before and how they were bringing salon quality manicures right to your home. It did take me a little while to decide to finally dive in and give it a try, but I have to say, believe the hype. Their at-home mani systems include everything you need to get the perfect manicure, plus they have tons of online resources that offer tips and tricks of the trade. Save time and money with the perfect at-home manicure that truly lasts and lasts. I couldn't believe when I heard that their polish lasts a week or longer, but seriously, they do. I have even traveled across the country with no chip in sight, which we all know is a small miracle. They have so many beautiful colors, including gorgeous nude polishes that are perfect for on stage or in the studio. My favorite is called CCT. It would definitely be my go-to if I were still performing. Through Conversations on Dance, we're happy to offer our listeners 20% off their first-time order of any Olive and June system when you use code DANCE20 at checkout. That's DANCE20, all one word, or click the link in the description of this episode. The best way to support Conversations on Dance is to patronize our sponsors, so happy shopping.
1: It's interesting, like you, for you, we've talked about this on the podcast, where it's like people at different phases of their careers. I mean, we talked to some younger people who it's just like that's devastating in one way because you you've, you've just started. I mean, you're still very young, but you know, you're you're more in the in the middle where it's like you're getting the things that you want, Exactly. You, and then that's just cut off. It, so,
3: it
2: hit me. Yeah. With uh, with the company was going before COVID. Uh, before we had to just rearrange everything you know um i was going up you know mm-hmm. i had Dana give me a lot of roads um yeah i was going to be the next chosen one in by spring which is one of my dream dream roles right i'm just 24 uh it was going up and up you know and now just everything yeah it just cut off in a bad moment Right. Yeah. Could it be worse I like, could have just not have a work not have a job and lost another two years to get a job right. and I'm sure there are a lot of dancers like that um but even for a dancer that's already in his career in the middle right it's even worse because sometimes you just still you just think like am I going back
3: right
0: yeah. step
2: back like what am I what am I right now
0: what lessons have you kind of learned within that changing the way you're thinking day by day? What, how has that kind of shifted your perspective and changed your appreciation for the work?
2: Um, well, let's say that now I see it changed so much even in my, actually in my dance. Mm. Uh, this perspective changed a lot, not just my way to see life, but also my way to dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I'll be clear in that while explaining it. it's very hard because I'm still working on it. You know, it's not something finished that you're like, okay, I know how to explain it. It's something that every day I'm still thinking. So it, mm, I'm someone that I'm very like when dance is like all the way, you know? hundred mm-hmm. percent, all the way there, mm-hmm. all, oh, all the way need to be. I'm I'm a hard worker. It's uh-huh. not a shame of that. I'm a <laughs> hard worker. And it's not because I need to demonstrate something to someone. It's just because I'm like that. You know? yeah. And um, this thing of just slowing down, mm-hmm. because it's slowing down. When you think day by day, you think about 24 hours for 24 hours, and you need to slow down. And that helped me a lot up there in the studio, too. I'm much more calm. Uh-huh. I am much more working on what I really need to work and not what I always want to work. Like I'm always have, I need to work that and that and that. But what actually I need to work today or mm-hmm. tomorrow or uh-huh. just today because that's what I feel. Mm-hmm. So in the future, it will it change a lot of my perspective too. Like um, even in life, um sure. like i'm going slower and i'm going nicer with myself mm-hmm. and i am not pretending from myself so much which is something a very hard point for a lot of dancers i guess we're always so pretentious about ourselves sure. and now i am of course i am otherwise like you just maybe lose the motivation like you have to be you right. know but not as much i'm not killing myself and i'm and i'm getting into another path of my life as well with the training personal training like i'm trying i feel i'm at that step that i told you before when i was 16 on the opening exploring i feel i'm there again i need to open and explore again on my own time you know that's that's what changed for me all these 10 months uh which i think is a big part I think I needed to work on that a lot, but because I was always so going so fast with the company and with right. life and with rehearsal and with my thing of doing more, I never stopped and thinking about it. And
0: okay. those months allows me to do that. So, do you know what I? When I hear you talking about this too, I wonder, and of course, we'll never know, but if that might end up extending your career, like even right. though you lost this year, like just. That might have a big impact on your body. You're also doing this great cross-training now. Like, I, that's yeah. a, a way that maybe you even gave yourselves more years, even though you lost might one. Might be,
2: you know? Yeah. Might be, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Right.
2: Be also just, yeah. Also, working a different way will save your body more. Exactly. Because you're not killing yourself 100% every day and get injured and blah, blah, blah. But also, like, your mind. Yeah, no, okay. oh, for sure. It's
1: you so you were teaching a lot of classes on Instagram and I think on YouTube. And I was wondering if you if that was something you were doing at all before, and how does teaching then impact your own dancing once you get to come back to dancing?
2: Oh, amazing question. Um, it was not at all something that I was doing before. Like I teach sometimes before. I was mm-hmm. teaching Palermo when I went back, and sometimes some sub to the gram school, uh, but not really full-time
3: oh okay live your life singing well, <laughs> Someone singing out the window <laughs>
2: sorry okay. um, and uh then i don't know during the pandemic we we start with alessio my friend doing those classes and it was a very positive things we were you know we were we were waking up during this lockdown with a motivation we like right on the world taking our classes and us sharing our knowledge and our love and patience mm-hmm. and people from all around the world literally testing, texting us and be like, mm, asking questions about technique or yeah. asking question, or just saying, be very nice. Like, guys, thank you so much. You enjoyed, like, oh. you light my day. I'm like, you guys light my day. Oh. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like an exchanging with those, just with this screen and this computer. Like, we were adding right. so much. Mm-hmm. Um, emotions were going so much in this period. Like, teach, help me for 10 months all my students and this like I don't know even if for a screen you get so much from this student and they're very passionate and in very hard conditions sometimes to dance but they still do it and people then they still like they really want to reach their goal even even with this COVID and pandemic like they're like coming to class every day waking mistakes right. taking even like I don't know, some dancers that were taking, even me, I was thinking like six classes a day. I never <laughs> did that in my life. Six right. classes a day of right. stuff that I never done in my life. I took like heels class and voguing and uh-huh. I don't know, like it was like that's not for me, but you know, I'll do it. I'm fine. Right. I don't know, maybe something just opened up in our minds during this lockdown. Yeah. Because of all these classes on on the internet, on the social, you know. It was kind of amazing. And it impacted me so much because now I'm a full-time faculty member of the school. So I'm teaching three times a week, uh, ballet, sometimes I do gram. And now there is a summer intensive, summer intensive and I'm teaching for a full month, three wow. times of ballet, gram, and repertory. So it's just, it changed so much. Like I never, I could never imagine one year ago that I would be a faculty member doing my notes for my students, you know, at the right. You know, so I'm not putting myself in this teacher position because some of my students at my age, but, you know, I, yeah, honestly, I have more knowledge. I right. mean, I'm a professional dancer. I work so hard and I know, I know about ballet juice but mm-hmm. I can't be like, I'm your teacher today. You know, <laughs> I'm, you, I'm nice. Like if you want to ask something, just do it, but mm-hmm. it will work, you know, we right, work right, right. for one hour and to, uh, 12 or 15 but then you can come to me and talk to me, you know, and mm. see your age.
1: <laughs> is there um, a world in which you see yourself being a teacher or a coach, you know, let's say 20 years down the line?
2: I like it. Mm. I like it. Mm, but I don't know.
1: You just don't know. Don't know. 20 years is a long time.
2: <laughs> We're all <laughs> going day by day. Day by yeah. day. day, by day I <laughs> but I love it. No, I really do. I really open up myself and, um, I like to have the response from the students. Like now I'm having this uh, ballot. Um, I have 10 people for the beginning gram, beginning ballet. sorry, at mm-hmm. the school. And I have in them since last year. So seeing the progress yeah. um, is kind of just satisfying, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'm doing something great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm teaching them something. Right. And there is a constant sharing. Uh, I'm learning from them so much like that impact my dance so much as well going back okay going back to the basic then we always need but how you explain something it's really how you feel something you know like I feel it like that like sometimes I'm very honest like guys I feel that when I'm doing that like I feel that I'm lifting up or it's like something it's pull me up you know like real feeling and I'm sharing real feeling and they're like oh that works I'm like Good. Right. <laughs> Good keep doing that, you know? Yeah. It's just a real keep learning. i learn stuff.
0: I remember when I was uh, teaching while I was still dancing, I remember that when I would go, go back, you know, the company would start again and I'd be taking class. I would kind of see that, like, analytics kind of thing. Kick in in a different way, like I was analyzing everything in a different way, almost from like an outside perspective. Is that something that you kind of have noticed as well when you bring it back to your own dancing?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. It's the it's a good point. It's it was inside my what I was saying. It's very much like that. It's like when you when you do something, an exercise, and you see it from like a like you're outside. Yes, a third and right. and then and then maybe you do it because you have to do it in your class. Right, it's like, oh wait, that feels better. Even uh-huh. sometimes when you explain it to others, but you never actually explain it to yourself. You know, exactly. Like, just yeah, because it, it's just in your body
0: somehow. Right, exactly. It's just yeah. in
2: your body. Uh, going back to beginner gram, I change everything in my gram technique again. I'm like, wow, oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, because when I when I when I get to be here and starting with the company, like mm-hmm. I had two years of grandma ahead of me, and I was with those huge, beautiful dancers of the company. Then they had, they were like some of them that were in the company since fifteen years already, and I had right. two years of technique. Right. So when I arrived here, like Jana never told me you need more technique. So I was, I mean, not I was good, but I mean I wasn't a good point. But I was taking round one, two, and level one, level two, and level four. Mm-hmm. I was doing three classes with the school before going to do the company class yeah. and seven years or so right. because I didn't feel ready. But you know, you were just I was just doing that to learn, to right. make it, to put it in my body. But then when you have it in your body, you need to go back and really understand each right, thing. Right, right. You know, I'm still I'm still learning so much.
1: Martha so said, you need 10 years to become a gram dancer? I'm off way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, the Graham companies will be performing at the Joyce uh, coming up at the end of October. And I've just been thinking about how iconic the Joyce is as a dance leader and how much a part of New York's identity the Gram Company is. So... Is, have you been able to perform in New York at all through the I past did. eight months?
2: I did upstate with Troy, right. um, Troy Schumacher almost a month ago, and then I had um, to perform. I had to perform at the Lincoln Center. It was right in front of the Lincoln Center. Oh. It was like with uh, three was live music with oh, two uh, gorgeous violin. It was for Mozart, so basically they did uh, tribute to him. Mm-hmm. um and it was very nice because we were the only two it was Lorenzo and myself uh Lorenzo from the company as well and Troy created this duet like in very short time we had like three oh. days uh which was kind of uh, like very nice uh, it was a fast process but in the meantime it was kind of like connecting together right away with right. beautiful music we didn't have rehearsal so like just one hour before which was it's always nice. You know, you have the adrenaline and be like, what is going to happen? Right. (laughs) But it was
3: beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah.
1: So the performances at the Joyce that are coming up, will that be your first time in New York in a theater again? Yes. Wow.
2: (sighs) A month from now. And yeah, I'm trying to get back in shape. Also, if it's not the same, because I'm not in a studio even here, I went to the gym, um, I'll be teaching here a little bit in Valencia, but, you know, it's not always full dance. Right. Um, and it's going to be very exciting because we have new thing coming up. So right away, we're going to get back to the studios and, you know, work on our repertory, the grand repertory Then we're going to present at the joys, But then we're going to do new choreography. So it's going to be, you know, 100% full back in the process.
3: Which is gonna
1: yeah. be- What's some of the, the new choreography that will be, performed
2: we're gonna have andrea miller Uh, we were working with her before the pandemic so right right before Um, she came with us also in washington which was our last tour with the company before the pandemic for doing like light you know in stage trying to fix um the last point for the for the choreography but we actually finished that Um, Uh. so it's gonna be um it's gonna be challenging for her and for us because we have two weeks before the joys Mm -hmm. uh two weeks three weeks with her and then right away the joys uh and then not for the joys but we're gonna work with others choreographer um
3: uh
2: for a canticle which is gonna be a huge thing next year for our season Mm -hmm. like seven different choreographers um for us which is gonna be amazing um and I don't know yet what's going to be the final project, but I know it's going to be amazing.
3: We have beautiful right. few photographers, so I'm excited. I, I can...
0: thought on the website that there's like a newly recovered Graham solo that's going to be a part of the yeah. Joyce programming. Can you tell us a little bit about that? That sounds fascinating.
2: Yeah, it's a solo. It's called Immediate Tragedy. So the interesting part of this solo is that we started to recreate the solo as a whole uh so uh we were asked during the the pandemic we had some weeks working with the company on that solo uh so each one of us had like pieces of music and we'll start to you know study but then they create a music for us um i mean for the for the solo and so you know inside this solo you're gonna have uh parts you know that the entire company creates basically which was amazing. Wow.
3: Um
2: yeah, we had a we had a scenario about it on the New York Times during the pandemic. Uh, it was a very long process and beautiful. Um, so as always, as um when we create we recreate solos, right. we always have pictures. So we all start with pictures from Martha's from Martha when she was dancing this solo. Um, which right now I don't remember. The date I think it was 1932 1934 I'm not sure -hmm. sorry if I'm wrong Um, but yes we had like I guess 15 pictures so each one of us had like a picture to study so from this picture we had to like create movements and then yeah and then we had kind of like parts it's not going to be that the solo but part of the solo uh, they are created like from anyone which was kind of an amazing uh, process um so cool. yeah cool
1: idea who, who kind of facilitated all this How, was there someone leading the way to, through this Jen, it was of then,
2: uh, this idea and we had a collaboration with um an orchestra um which it's north carolina north carolina
3: mm-hmm.
2: um so we always had like zoom meeting with them when they start creating the score because they create a complete new score for the for the solo um and then we were like starting all together so imagine this meeting between musicians and dancers and we were studying like you know what Martha wrote about the solo and what they were inter- interpreting and what we were interpreting so it was a beautiful sharing it was wow.
0: and who will be performing that is it going to be like every is like a few um, people on and off
2: Mm-mm, it's going to be just two girls. So it's okay. going to be Ying and Ann Souther. They are going to perform that. They already performed that. Uh, right. Two times, I think, in Catspan uh, this summer, And performed that. And Ying, she performed it just in streaming, if I'm not wrong. Mm-hmm. No, she performed at the Guggenheim.
0: Oh, okay. We
2: have us performance, and Martha Graham was uh, part of that. And they did Dark Meadow, Immediate Tragedy, and Spectre.
1: Ah. So what will you personally be performing at the upcoming Shows of the Joyce? I'm
2: very excited because I will be performing a duet with Lloyd Knight, mm-hmm. and it's going to be Treading by Elisa Monte, which mm-hmm. is a gorgeous duet.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and then I'll be performing a new role, which is going to be in the version of Angels. I was always the chorus, and I'm, going to, be, I'm going to be one of the soloists. I'm going mm-hmm. to be the yellow. Uh, which is like, yeah, I'm so excited. I love this part. I
3: always wanted it. So I'm very excited. Uh, yeah. Okay.
0: What a great return to the stage. Now, have you already learned that? What, what part of the process um, are you in?
3: Let's
2: say that the duet, I already learned that because during our uh, streaming um, season, back in May, I was casted already, mm-hmm. but I was with another partner. I was with Lloyd New Year, so right now everything is gonna, you know, everything changed when you change. As well. um, but I'm very excited to be with Lloyd. I always have a good connection, as we do with Lloyd. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> we love uh, the Lloyds.
1: I we love. Gotta get, them. We gotta get Lloyd I love Mayer all on. my
2: men. I love all my <laughs> men. They're just amazing. Mm-hmm. All of them. All of them. They're my mm-hmm. best. Um, and yeah, and then the yellow, actually, I know it just because we've been performing so much the chorus you know, and the piece, right. which mm-hmm. is diverse Angels Um, and I always love that. So it's like I know everybody. But it's a lot of left
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I'm gonna be with the new guy in the company, with a new man. Oh, wonderful. And it, yes, his name is Richard. And I don't know him yet at all, but I'm gonna dance with him. Uh-huh. <laughs> I did a lot of lift, like uh-huh. I'm gonna like throw it in the hair, so I really uh-huh. trust him. But I'm sure he's a big man, huge man.
3: He's beautiful,
2: <laughs> very tall, so I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna be good, and I'm not scared of lift. But you know, uh-huh. one when she actually just started running, not even running, like a dance run, right? <laughs> and then she has to literally like jump, let's say a meter of distance uh-huh. on his shoulder oh my God. and then he's gonna like catch her and walk back with her on the shoulder so like uh-huh. she needs to jump um and that is a change because i was watching like all videos and yeah. when martha was alive and they were doing the version of angels this yellow lady she wasn't jumping she was sitting on and now we're like jumping uh-huh. so the more you jump on him the better it is and i'm all <laughs> there for him and for me but you know yeah.
0: But fortunately, because that is a hard patch, you right. know, when it comes back, it's fine. Um, it sounds a little like um, sugar pump, potato, balance sheets, nut pot, running, running.
1: Yeah.
3: Definitely
0: like that. Imagine like
2: that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Martha's take. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, <Love> right. <laughs> uh, well, if anyone's right for a fearless part, that's <laughs> up your alley. I know you like to take risks.
2: And then what else i am going to do at the Joyce? Oh, I'm going to do Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrea Miller, I mean in the piece I was in the original cast and I, I, I'll be doing a duet inside the piece mm-hmm. was very wrong. I was re-watching the videos I can't remember anything um, <laughs> because, because it was very, the process with Miller it was very interesting because uh, part of the process was improvising right. time, and from day one, I don't know why she put me with Jake uh, like from day one she didn't know us and we got in this duet and actually we find each other so good um and we start creating and improvising and then she had this thing of record yourself while you improvise then you show me what i like that you do you re-watch it and you learn it so mm-hmm. when you go and learn from your improvisation it's just it's crazy you don't remember you were right, right wow yeah, yeah. So the feeling of refine the same feeling that you were doing before, it was such a challenge for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, of course, she came up with phrases and everything. But part of the process was that. Uh, so we have this long duet, It's like four minutes and something. And still, need, we need to finish that. And then there's a group part and other duet and other group part. So basically, we have pieces that we still have to put together. So right. that's very challenging. And then come town of,
0: it, I'm town of it, I'll be in a
2: lot
3: of pieces. <laughs> You're I'm busy. Like, I'm like all of them, actually.
0: But... You're in everything. I love right. it. Right. Oh, what a great way to return to the stage. And oh, I wish I could be there. My, maybe Mikey's going to go.
3: I when are you going to be?
1: No, I'm, I'm going to come, actually. I am. Uh... I've already been talking. Actually, um, we're talking about taking my kids. My, I call them my kid. I mean, one school I teach at. I've taken them to see New York City Ballet and they we're making plans to see ABT in the spring, but they're going to come see the Graham Company. And at yeah. the choice. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, it's going to be great. It.
2: Yeah. It's a beautiful piece too. Act of Life is one of my favorite. It's like a full piece. We're all wearing yellow unitar, which is like, you know, stop eating now. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> the first um, thing you do back.
2: Like full yellow unitard mm-hmm. and you're like. Oh okay, it's a bean shape. <laughs> but it's gonna beautiful. This piece is gorgeous. It's all about the stage. It's
1: oh, I haven't seen the company since um I went with Troy when he was casting his ballet. So huh? it's it's been a long like uh, what two years ago? Was that 18, 18 or
2: 19. Yeah.
1: Yeah, more than two years ago. So because the summer was when he started making it. So yeah, I'm I'm almost as excited. As you are. <laughs>
2: well, um, we just I was thinking before about the joys because we receive an email about the, the policy, like you know, the COVID policy. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will wear masks all the time. So I don't know if we're gonna wear masks. I was wondering. I need to ask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gonna
3: be hard. It's gonna be
2: hard.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know.
1: Well, that I'm sure hard. like in the performance you wouldn't, but leading no, no, up
0: no, to it but
2: right. maybe doing they're so like, I
0: don't know. Right. But then maybe when you're performing, it's going to feel so easy. Cause you're like, Oh, I can, that's what I, I was, was going to say.
2: Probably your oxygen level. They're going to be so like used to it. They're like, Oh, yeah. you have so much, breath, so much air. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Janet's going to be like, wow, your stamina is so good. <laughs> like, Maybe, maybe you need an additional challenge.
2: <laughs> it was a good point because like when we came back in May, uh, we had those five weeks of rehearsal and um, the streaming uh, season. And, you know, it was kind of amazing. Uh, we all came back after one year because it was already here.
3: Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, we were also in shape, so focused in a different way. It was kind of a different energy. Everyone was so internally focused in his own work. Um, and then the group, I was scared about the group, you know, because not being able to work together for a long time. It's, it's a thing. Like it's a thing. It's like, I don't know, a group yeah. of athletes and, you know, like synchronized swing, for example, Yeah, yeah. they play together to be synchronized. So that was a point that I was scared of and actually we were better than ever. Right. Not cool. We were better than ever. So I don't know, maybe sometimes I'm
3: great.
1: Mm-hmm. We've been finding a lot of dancers saying that, I mean, in, in veil, um, this past time, uh, people didn't really seem too phased about the stamina element compared to what maybe they had imagined or what I, you know, what we had talked about, what we had thought about, like, oh, if we had been dancers, that would have been difficult, but actually in a strange way, it seems like people are, are, you know, as well as off as they would have been or even yeah. doing better.
2: Yeah. yeah. I think it's also like, of course, all of us keep staying in shape even, right and dance like i'm working out i'm doing classes I'm pitching mm-hmm. so i try to stay, stay in, in shape but the stamina like you don't always like yes i do cardio i do a lot of cardio to keep my stamina up yeah. but it's a different type type of stamina the one that right. you yeah. use for dance is completely different oh, yeah. than the one you used for doing rp or whatever mm-hmm. you know? yeah. um, <laughs> so kind of, it was very very different but it was kind of interesting that we i don't know it's like our body our body does it for God. You
0: know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. In there. God,
3: God. Well,
0: and I wonder too, if it is a lot of that cross training, honestly, that like you don't normally really have at least not as much time for, right? And then right. you're doing so much of it and working out in a different way and getting all those. Yeah. I mean, I don't know all the dancers to me, like we were talking about in Vale. I mean, that's the only live dance we've seen just yet. And everyone just looks so strong. I was like, geez, like stronger almost even. So I kind right. of wonder if that's yeah. like kind of what you're finding as well.
2: Definitely. But also, I think all of us, all the women lately, mm-hmm. we're working out so much like with weights, which is mm-hmm. very, very, I'm very happy. Uh, yeah. As a personal trainer, I have a lot of clients who are like, I don't want to lift weight, I'm going to become bulk. I'm like, no, it's not true. No. like, <laughs> right. you're going to get stronger.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Right. Um, that's how you work. So I'm very happy that now a lot of uh, dancers uh, that I know they are like going to the gym and lifting weight and they're stronger because you become stronger, you know? Right.
3: Yeah um, that's why we look so
0: strong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for popping on and joining us to kind of follow up with your previous interview that we had with you. We hope that everyone will come out and see you guys, um, at the Joyce theater, October 26th through 30th tickets are on sale now. And we just wish you all the, all the best for the show. And we hope that you guys will have so much fun and just enjoy every moment.
1: And I can't wait to see it. Yeah.
3: No,
2: me too. Thank you so much for chatting.
3: You're awesome.